So today we're going over the Skinwalker Ranch. And the Skinwalker Ranch, uh, right there, dear. The Skinwalker Ranch is, is, what is the Skinwalker Ranch for something that doesn't know? It is a ranch which is located in Utah. And this ranch is 480 acres. And uh, this ranch came to attention by a book that was written in the 1990s that was talking about strange phenomena that was going on on this property. And from there, um, you know, people was very fascinated. So we're going to go over what was going on on this ranch and what's continued to go on this ranch. And, and most of the information that is about this just keep going over what is the strange things which are going on on this ranch. So what is going on on this ranch is that people see very strange animals. They see very strange lights. They see orbs. They see UFOs. They see creatures with big eyes, these big giant creatures. Some of these things they have shot at and they seem to have no effect. There have been people that have went missing. There are a thing about missing time. Uh, items come up missing there. Um, a lot of strange phenomena. Now, since this have happened, the ranch you can no longer visit. The ranch was purchased by uh, uh, a very rich guy right here who owns uh, 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 Bigelow, which is right here. He purchased the ranch. And when he purchased it, he purchased it to do some research. He bought it for like $200,000. Then he sold it for several million and they made it into a research facility. We'll be going over some of that information later and what's going over there and why they did that. So now you can no longer get over there. But uh, we, this is not the only place in the United States this is happening and I'm going to explain what was going on there and what is going on at these other places and why are people buying up these properties and making them where they're no longer available to me and you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are we ready? Any questions yeah. everybody got? Yeah. Okay. We are good to go. Mm -hmm. So let's get started about uh, the main thing. Skinwalker. What is a skinwalker? First, we got to start from the beginning. It's called the Skinwalker Ranch and we're going to actually get into what actually is a skinwalker. Because some people say that skinwalkers are demons, skinwalkers are this. We're going back in the old Indian days. You know, see, remember, when we think of Indians, we always think of horses. But horses, there was no horses in the United States, in, in, in America, until the conquistadors came in the 1400s. The Indians didn't have any horses. So, they was hunting and doing everything without horses. And they used a technique which is called skinwalker, especially when they was hunting large game. Because if you're trying to catch buffalo, and if you're an Indian with a spear or an arrow, and you're trying to approach the buffalo, they see you coming one way, and they go the other direction because they don't want to be your dinner. Okay. So what a skinwalker is, going back to American Indian tradition, they would take the hive of a buffalo, they would wear the hive, the hide, and then by walking in the grass bent over to the buffalo, they would appear as another buffalo and they could sneak up on the buffalo so they could shoot their arrow and throw their spears at one. This is what a skin walker is. He's wearing the skin of another animal. 
The Indians also did this when they was fighting. We don't want to get too deep into this because this gets kind of gory. But back when they was fighting the uh, the the settlers that was coming into the West. Remember, the settlers didn't like the Indians. When they saw an Indian, they would shoot at the Indians. And the Indians was trying to fight the settlers. They was using some skinwalker techniques again to fight against the settlers. If they shot a settler, they would put on the settler's clothes so they would look like a settler. settler. And, and, and scalping was something that was being done on both sides. They could wear the scalp of a settler so that he would appear like a, well, well, like a white settler. And by wearing his horse and his clothes, he could sneak up on the little village. And when he got close enough, then they could attack. Again, it was Skinwalker using the skin of another being or animal to do this. This is where the name Skinwalker came from. It doesn't mean that you're a demon or something. It reply, it refers to a, a creature or a person which is using the hide or the skin of another creature to hide itself. Okay, so that's where the name Skinwalker come from. And what it has to do with this ranch, because some of these creatures that they see from a distance look like a wolf or look like a Bigfoot or look like this, but when they get close or when they try to shoot at that wolf or shoot at that Bigfoot type creature, it seems to have no effect. Okay, so they believe that some of these creatures are playing the same game that the Indians was using long time ago. And plus, Indians believe that spirits of animals and spirits of whatever can also use skinwalker techniques too they can disguise themselves by wearing by 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 pretending to be a person or an animal or whatever and they can get close enough to you and before you notice this is what the man in black phenomenon is about Men in black is a type of skinwalker too, where people say they looked at like they was human, but there was something weird about them because they are wearing a costume where they appear to be one of us, but they're not one of us. So that's what was going on on the ranch. That's how the ranch got its name. Now let's talk about some of the phenomena that's going on this name and how come this place got all this stuff on here. What they're not telling you is that this place has a large portal which is located on this ranch how the portal got to be there who knows to to what what to the indians in this area this was sacred land so maybe this portal been there a very long time and what people are seeing is things coming in our dimension and out of our dimension and things passing through a portal, for those who don't know, is like a bus station. It allowed things to cross from one dimension or one area to another area. And normally these portals are, are it depends on how it's opened. They're, you know, because I know how to close portals, small ones. I'm not going to this ranch to close this one. This is a massive one. Because even ships and things appear and reappear. So this portal is so big that even UFO craft can enter and, and leave this portal. Okay. But normal a portal, if a portal is, is open, it, it, well, it is a doorway from point A to point B. Where point A is, we don't know. And where is point B? So a lot of time portals are open accidentally by people 
uh, a lot of time by doing spiritual work or Ouija boards or things like that. And and the reason why the, uh, the person you're working with on the other side wants you, will help you, and you may not even know that you're opening a portal. They will just tell you that you need to do certain candles and say certain spells and do whatever because they want a doorway so they can cross through. And it's very bad to have uh, a portal in your house or near your house because then you see all of these strange creatures and strange shadows in your house. And they're just using your house or your backyard or whatever or that barn over there as a bus station to enter and to leave our work. Now, the portal on this, uh, on the Skinwalker Ranch, is massive. As I said, this is why people come up missing. Because if you don't know where the portal is, you know, the portal a lot of times is disguised. Okay. You know, and that's what you see in movies sometimes. It could it, it could be a, uh, you know, a lot of time when, when I go in houses and there's a portal. They're, but they're disguised as a mirror or, or, or they can be like, uh, you know, a wall. But this wall is giving off a lot of energy. And what you do is you send energy back through the other way to try to close it. If the portal is very massive, then you can require help from the people upstairs, like I do, to try to get them to close it. But if it's a small portal, you can close it yourself by just sending energy back through it and demand and, and, and closing it that way. But this portal is massive. And what is happening all over the country, let me tell you some places where there's other portals. Sedona, Arizona, there's portals. A lot of these portals are in places where people see a lot of sacred uh, sacred areas. So, in a lot of these places where people are seeing things and not, they always talk about this is some kind of sacred area or people didn't go over there to that mountain or people didn't go over there to that valley because they knew in that valley or in that area weird things was happening and weird creatures and whatever. Some of these things that I said could be very, very old. There are some caves which are portals too. You go into these caves and you end up coming out. There are stories about a lot about this where people have entered caves and they come out at a different time or a different place. Uh, it's all kind of stuff. So this is the reason why this ranch uh, was it. You know all the strange activity because of things coming and going out of the portal. The reason why people are buying these portals is because we don't have the technique yet, man, to make our own portals. So we're trying to figure out how to use these portals and one, and maybe if you're adventurous enough, are you willing to cross through the portal and see where you come out on the other side? Okay. And you know, is if you do that, the, you know, are you able to come back? Okay, this is the investigation. This is why this property was finally sold to a research place because now this property probably have all kind of electronic equipment where they're trying to monitor how, you know, what's going on in this place and their eventual reality is trying to learn how these portals work and so maybe we can use it. Okay, but these portals are doorways and later we're going to get into... 
the being that controls these portal or have the ability to open and close these portals so far. But before I go any deeper, uh, question. Yeah, there's one. <clears throat> Are they also on Earth, Earth's chakras? How do we know if we have one in our house? Okay, okay. Chakras, you mean chakras? Portals don't have nothing to do with chakras. You can have a portal in your house, but normally a portal is a doorway. The reason why, okay, the reason why spirit creatures or whatever need a portal, let's say they're, they're downstairs. To enter our world, remember there are something called with dimensional divides. They was put there to keep certain things separate. Remember, the physical world and the spiritual world are supposed to be separate. It's not supposed to be together. So for them to enter our world or for, or for us to enter their world, a doorway must be created. Okay, now let's talk about uh, something we know about that divide. If a, okay, if you go into uh, <clears throat> Hinduism, okay, it talks about gross matter and subtle matter. Everything in our world is made out of gross matter and everything in the spiritual world is made out of subtle matter. So if we, so, so if they crossed into our world, a spirit creature cannot touch anything in our world because everything in our world is made of gross matter. What does that mean? That means there could be a spirit sitting with me at this table, with me and Lisa, but they can't touch anything in our world. If they try to touch this table or anything in our physical world, their hand will go through it because they are spiritual. They made of subtle matter. Okay. If we was to cross to their side, we could observe what they what they're doing, but we could not touch anything in our in their world because we're made out of gross matter, and everything in their world would be made out of subtle matter. So that keeps things from interfering with, with one another. So this is why spirit creatures. I hate to say this. If you're a spirit creature, you don't need a body to go to church on Sunday, to go to mass, to, to attend classes at, at, at the local university. You can do that without a body. But it's no fun not having a body if you want to go to a topless bar, want to wanna, wanna have fun, drive 200 miles on the freeway. You need a body to do these things. This is why it wants to borrow your body if you're willing to let it borrow your body. So it can have a little fun. Do this make sense? This is what this is the ultimate goal of all spirit creatures. Spirit creatures are after two things. They do things the old way or the new way. The old way, spirit creatures was willing to do things in exchange for the spilling of blood. Because they was going to take the blood that was spilled in their name. This, there's a movie about this. Everything is Secret Society. If you watch the movie Hellraiser, as blood is spilled in his name, He's forming a body out of the blood, a crude body. This is the reason, and, and if you go back to all ancient religions, the, the, 
in, in the Bible, they was doing sacrifices. They had to do animal sacrifices. The, when, when the conquistador asked the, asked the uh, Aztecs, why are you sacrificing so many people? The gods demand sacrifice. Okay, because they needed the blood. But in today's society, and, and before we get into today's society, what was they doing with these crude bodies? This is why when you go back to mid, the medieval times and before, when the king wanted wisdom, you see this in those old movies, he would go down in the caves underneath the castle and there would be these people that would wear robes and, and hide in the shadows and he would talk to these people. These were these people with these crude bodies. But in today's society with high definition TV, a crude body ain't going to get you nowhere. Okay. You need a real body, not a crude body. So they don't want blood spilt in their name anymore. Now they're doing things the new way. If you want that girlfriend, if you want a car, if you want this, if you want that promotion at work, in exchange for, first they start easy. First, they say, well, buy me some roses or pour out some liquor or do this or that. But they keep upping the ante. And then they get tricky because the devil is not a liar. He is a deceiver. He will let you know why do we work good together. Wouldn't it be nice if we was together all the time? Wouldn't it be nice if we was one? And you don't have the slightest idea what he's talking about. And you say, yeah, that would be nice. And voila. He's inside of you. And I have worked with so many people. When I do my readings, I check to see if you're possessed or not. There's a lot of people that is not 100% of them. And this is what these singers be talking about. We're not going to mention names, but a lot, if you go on YouTube, a lot of these singers be talking about when I'm on stage, it's like I'm floating. It's like I'm a totally different person. Or this one singer's talking about, oh, there's a little boy in me, and this boy talks to me. There's so many of these videos about these uh, movie stars and all kind of stuff, be, because they have no idea that, they're, that, that they are uh, a, a possessed. Okay, but your body is not supposed to be a hotel. Your body is your body. You need to keep your body for you. You need to keep these other creatures out of your body. Okay, so, excellent. So, uh, the, the, the original question before I went on that long tangent was what again? Okay, I lost my track. So, we was going, so... So this is the reason why they want to, to enter our world. But to get into our world, they need a doorway. That is why they want to open a portal in your house or whatever, because if they're on the other side, they can talk to you in your head or through a device or through the tarot cards. But to enter our world, they need an opening. And if there's no opening near where you live, then you can help them create one. And they will give you the secret formula and tell you what to do. And you don't have the slightest idea what you're doing. But they will help you. And then you got all these shadows in your house. And then you got these voices in your head. And when you're taking a shower, you, you feel like there's a presence. And you feel like something's in the bed with you. And you just, it's called party time. As long as you're having a good time. What's the next question? Okay, well, appearances. How do we know there is a spirit? What if someone dies and okay. it's just Okay, now, there's a difference between a ghost and a spirit. A person that has been unplugged has a ghost. 
A ghost is just, okay, we, we are nothing but a speck of living energy. So when we get unplugged, we form a little ball of energy. That's when people see these little orbs. That's all we are. Okay. We are just a little ball of energy. Spirit creatures, they're not a little ball. Okay. They're a lot more powerful than that. Remember, the job that we all have is we left the left-hand side of God as a speck of living energy. Our goal is to go through every form of life, every form of creation, and return to him as a splitting image of ourselves. We have went through all the animal phases, and we're on the last leg of physical creation. After we leave the third grade, if we get out of here and finish, we the next level is the fourth grade, which if you get to that level, you will be either become a worker angel or a guardian angel is the one step above us. But you have to clear our level. And that's a different meeting, which we'll be going over sometime about the different levels and what you need to do to get out of the third grade. But we are stuck in the third grade and you have to graduate from the third grade to go to the fourth grade. Okay, next question. No other question? No. Excellent. So remember, she's reading this. She's just doing good. So, uh, so let me get back on there. So how you know if there's a portal in your house or something in your house is because, for one, this is why all people that do psychic work or spiritual work have small animals. Because, and i tell you a little secret. You can Google this. Cats can see, and cats' eyes are not like ours. Cats do not see, see, we see this world of color. Cats see our world in black and white. Cats can see the into the ultraviolet spectrum. Cats can see ghosts, spirits, everything. Dogs have limited view into that world. So, people that do spirit work always have animals. Because when your dog is in the corner barking or your cats are acting weird, mm -hmm. that is your alarm system. And animals work a hundred times better than all this electronic equipment that they have today. You know, I have bought some of this electronic equipment. Animals and in the old fashioned way they were doing in 1800 does a million times better. Because with all these uh, heat cameras and all this stuff we have today, it doesn't tell you if it's negative or positive. And if there's a spirit in your house, you need to know if it's negative or positive. Okay. You, the, these electronic equipment of today cannot tell you that. It just says that there's something there. That's just like saying there's an animal there. I can't tell if it is a chihuahua or is it a wolf. But there's something there. There is a slight difference between a chihuahua and a wolf. And you need to know what you're looking at. Yes. Okay, question from Beverly. Do shadow people come through portals? Okay, shadow people is in that mysterious world. Okay, there's the world of the living. And there's the world of the dead. And there's that space in between which is in neither world, which is called neither world, which is called purgatory. This world is a very weird world. This is this world that keeps showing us in movies where people wear all the leather coats and they wear, you know, all this stuff. And it's the world of twilight. Okay. 
there's a lot of weird stuff in this world. Okay, we do not know much about these worlds, but those shadow beings exist in that world in between the two worlds. And this, to bring up a subject that we have nothing to do, but okay, most people, if you want to introduce, okay, this is one of the problems with doing mindful meditation. Mindful meditation, you clear your mind totally of all thoughts and you sit there and you try to enter Zen and just be at total peace. And when you get very good at that, you're sitting there minding your own business. And then you notice that you're not alone. There's another being in there with, in that room with you. And no book can tell you what that thing is. Okay. No one knows. And sometimes there's books that say you should talk to this thing. So there's books that said you should never talk to them. Uh, these shadow creatures, you can see. Sometimes when you wake up and you're half awake and you're not asleep, but you're not awake, you can see into that world, which is it, which, which, which into that shadow world. Yeah, okay. And somebody's asking, who are the shadow people? Who are the shadow people? Yeah. They are these creatures that live in between this world. We know very little about them. They And they like it that way. See, all of these creatures love it that they know us and we... See, there are these divides. This is the problem with doing ghost work. Uh, we're doing, uh, uh, like, uh, not only ghost work, but we're doing work like uh, if you are uh, doing seances and whatever. Okay. They're on our side of the fence all the time. They love being on our side of the fence. You go on their side of the fence, they very, very picky about who they lie on their side of the fence. Okay. Now, why are they on our side of the fence all the time? I don't understand. But these creatures, we know very little about these creatures. And these creatures have been studied for thousands of years. There's books. You know, the Gnostics in, in Roman times was trying to figure out all this stuff. And, and there's other people around the world uh, that have been working on this stuff. We know very little about these shadow creatures, why they're there. Some people will say that they tried to guide you. Some people say that they tried to tip you to, uh, tip you to, well, but to uh, to do things well, that they want you to do. We know very little. If you figure it out, you write a book, and you can make a lot of money. Go ahead. Next Thank question. You. There's just a comment. I've seen several shadow people. I was choked by one. Okay. So that one that was choking you probably wasn't. <clears throat> and why was he choking you? See, this is what we don't understand about these shadow creatures. There's been shadow creatures that like to get on top of sick people and sit on their chest. Why do they want to sit on top of... Now, we're going to do a, uh, a, a, a meeting about this later. But these shadow creatures do all kind of stuff. They, they do all kind of stuff. And, and another way to see shadow creatures, LSD and these hallucinogenic uh, things like DMT and whatever... You run across these creatures too, and they will tell you some of them are nice and some of them are extremely mean and evil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have another one. Yes. Can our loved ones who pass away, can they see us or try to communicate with us? Okay, but you're talking ghosts. Now, with okay. ghosts, when you die, 
Ghosts are supposed to go back into that tunnel and go upstairs. Remember, we were upstairs in the land of light. We went into the dark tunnel when it was our time, and we ended up in, my, in our mother's tummy. When we die, we're supposed to go back upstairs if you have light. If not, you could be taken down to judgment. It's not me saying that. That was written 6,000 years ago by the, you know, there's the seven judges, the seven Anunnaki judges. Okay. Or if you're not good and not bad, or if you refuse to cross over, then you're stuck in this world. And this is where these ghost creatures live. But when you die, you need to cross over. But a lot of time when people die, they don't cross over immediately. And this is why when a person die, you feel them for days or weeks after they die. Because a lot of time people want to say their goodbyes before they cross over. Okay. But this is not a portal. We, we There is a tunnel. But these portals are not going from uh, upstairs to downstairs. This is allowing these creatures from these other dimensions to enter our world. We are not these other creatures that are entering. Okay. These are spirit creatures or other creatures. Remember, uh, which I told you before, which we still don't completely understand. We live between two giant universes. We have the ultraviolet universe and we have the infrared universe. These are massive universes. And where these two universes overlap, you have what is called the visible light spectrum. This is where we, we live. We are the crabs on the beach. Okay, so we see a lot of things from the ultraviolet spectrum, which what we call these beings of light. We see a lot of things from the infrared universe, these dark beings. But we maybe we're only seeing 1% or 2% or 5% of everything out there. As I posted the other day, our eyes only see 5% of all light. We only see between 400 and 700 wavelength of light. We know very little of what's going on around us. Okay. We're, we are just... We're just babies. Yes. Okay. 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 So, this is what is going on on this ranch. So, these portals are not controlled by us. Now, maybe if we can make it up. This is what the show... Everything has to do secret society. This is what the show Star Trek Voyager was about. Is that in the future, they are... They're going into in these wormholes, into these portals to see where they're, where they're leading. And they're mapping them. Okay. Maybe you can do that. You can go into portals and see. Maybe you'll come out on a different planet, on an alien planet. Who knows? Maybe you'll end up downstairs or upstairs. Who knows? You can start a map. But the problem is, this is why people... On this ranch would come up missing. And then after a few days, they're just back. And they don't know where they were or what happened to them or whatever. Because a lot of time, you know, when you cross over, time is different. And this is, we have, we have not talked time travel. But, you know, there are some people which are experimenting and things maybe they shouldn't be experimenting with. But you do have the differential of time. 
And 10 minutes of our time may not be 10 minutes over there. Okay, and this has been written about in books for hundreds of years where people have went in a cave and they've been in the cave for two or three days and they come out and it's 20 years later. Okay, it's 50 years later. And they they was only gone for two days in their time. Okay, so uh, there's this differentials of time. And that's the reason if you're going to time travel, you, you have to synchronize everything if you want to leave in your time and return back to your time. Okay. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Another question. No, just a comment. What? I've seen a shadowed person walk through a closed door and block out the light behind it while passing. Okay. Somebody because these shadow creatures, remember, they're made of subtle matter, not gross matter. So that's the reason why, even though these beings are semi-translucent, they do give off a little fake shadow. And there is photography equipment where, you know, I got some of it, where you can take pictures of these beings. And scientists have a name for these beings, if you want to look it up. These are called Invisible Terrestrial Entities, ITEs. Okay. And they have documented this because the government has, uh, you know, they first discovered when they was testing some, some cameras for outer space. Uh, before they put them and they was testing them and certain things appear, you know, because we got cameras for outer space where, where the, 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 to where, to where we got cameras that can only pick up gamma rays or only pick up x-rays or only pick up ultraviolet or whatever. And when you're taking pictures of space and you take a picture in ultraviolet and you take a picture and visible light, and you take a picture in infrared light, and, and all this other stuff, and you put the pictures on top of each other, things don't always line up. Some things are only visible in one wavelength of, wave, one, in one wavelength of light and not visible in the other wavelength. Okay. Why is that? Okay. There's so much we don't understand and so much we don't know. So, this is what is going on here. And with all these portals, there's portals which are located in the Grand Canyon. Anywhere people find out there's a portal, rich people will buy it up or religious organization will buy it up. And then eventually, if the government finds out about it, they will take over the place because they want to know or try it. And we're trying to figure this stuff out ourselves. But... To my knowledge, we're still babies out there. We do not have the, the technology or whatever. And this is why they're keeping us away from this place. They are trying to observe this place and trying to figure this stuff out. One question before we go to the next thing. No, they're not. Okay, they're excellent. So let's go into, we talked about what a portal is. So a portal is a doorway. Mm -hmm. Now, we would think that these doorways are, you know, as I said, they can be opened. And a lot of times they're opened by Ouija boards or people doing certain kind of uh, demonic work. They open portals and they don't know what they're doing. But there is a creature that controls these portals. Okay. And most people are only uh, familiar with doing tarot cards. But there's different kind of ways of doing divination. You know, me, I use a pendulum for people that know. Okay. There's different type of divination tools for different things. Okay. Pendulums are good for if you want to know, 
for okay the analogy is tarot cards is being in a helicopter looking down upon a person's life you can see the present the future the past the right and the left okay Pendulum reading is like being in a helicopter looking on, down on a person's life with a pair of bud with a pair of bud binoculars. You can see minute detail. I can I can outbeat any tarot reader, but I lose my perspective of the future, the past, the right, left. I just see what's going on in the person's immediate life in minute detail. And most people are drowning in their immediate life. That's why they're there in the first place. And they want help while they're drowning. So I'm, I'm not talking a year from now or two years from now or whatever. I'm talking about what's going on now and how to fix your problems now. If you want to see over the horizon, you get into something called gazing. You can do water gazing or lots of gazing. They do gazing all over the world. Okay. What did Notre Dame do? You definitely don't want to do what Notre Dame was doing. He was gazing into, he had a brass triangular uh, pyramid and a bowl full of mercury. And that's what he was gazing into and seeing visions. I bet he was seeing visions with a bowl of mercury. But anyway, <laughs> oh, that's super deep. You definitely don't want to do that. But gazing is how you can see over the horizon. If you want to see 5, 10, 20 years, 50 years, whatever, you have to go with gazing. And when you get into gazing, you got to go to the portal. The portal is the doorway through which you can see. I have a question. Yes. Whoever comes through a portal, do they bring stuff with them? Um... And then there's another one. What creature controls the portals? We're going over that right now. We're getting to that. Okay. So I'm going to put that other question on. We're going to keep going. So okay. okay. So I was talking about when you get engaging to see into the beyond the horizon, you got to get to the portal. I do classes. And I did several classes on how to do gazing. And I always told people the same thing. I only will take you to the portal. You cross on your own. Okay, because the, what's, on the, what's, what's there, who knows? But I tell, I'm only teaching you how to get to the portal itself. And the portal is the eye. You look for the eye. And when you see the eye, that is the gate. Okay, and I was teaching people how to get to, the, to, to, the, to, to, uh, to where you see the, the, uh, with the eye. I did a class with these two girls several years ago, and and she was complaining. She kept saying, you keep telling me I got to look for the eyes, but I see two eyes, and they keep looking at me. And I almost fell out of my chair. Okay. I didn't realize that the portal, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a portal that was shaped like an eye. I didn't realize this was a living creature. It is not. And this where you get into... Yagoslav. Okay. We're all the way back into Necronomicron. And this is very deep. And Nick and Yagoslav controls the gate. Now, what is Yagoslav? Remember, we talked about first space, the ultraviolet, infrared, second space, but there's also third space, things that lie between the spaces. These creatures are, you think 
those other creatures are weird. These creatures are really strange. These are these beings with all these tentacles. And this is what they've been showing on all these new movies. These tentacle creatures. I just saw Man in Black. These tentacle creatures. I just saw uh, Aquaman. This giant tentacle creature. The, in Aquaman, the name of that tentacle creature in Aquaman is Cthulhu, in case you didn't know. But anyway, uh, they keep showing these tentacle creatures. These are the creatures of third space. These are the first ones. These are the super, super powerful creatures. You don't want to mess around with them if you don't know what you're doing. Okay. But when you get very deep into books you should not be reading... Necronomicron, all these other books, they start talking about riddles. Okay. And we're going to show you a riddle. You can hold this up. The riddle about Yagosloth. Okay. And I'm going to read this. Okay. Here's the riddle. And she's going to show you a picture of what Yagosloth looks like. Yeah, someone says you don't want to be inviting him yeah. into your home anytime soon. Is this blob creature with tentacles w covered with eyes? So he maybe you don't want to invite him over for dinner. <laughs> the riddle about Yagosloth. Yagosloth knows the gate. Yagosloth is the gate. Yagosloth is the key and the guardian of the gate. Past, present, future. All are one in Yagosloth. That one, oh my gosh. That tells you everything you need to know and told you every, nothing at the same time. That's why they write it that way. Because most books will just say Yagosloth is the guardian of the gate. But Yagosloth is the gate because every eye is leading to a different place. Mm -hmm. This is how you pass through. And we're going to talk about, I'm a researcher, I'm a Gnostic. I never go over my personal research. I'm going to make an exception. And I'm going to scare a lot of people. <laughs> but we're going to talk about some things that, this is super deep. We normally don't go there. But, I'm a, but this is how deep I am. Okay. And we're going to talk about some stuff. And maybe I'll explain it one day. Okay. So. That's, there's a city. You know, we always talk about that city upstairs. That people want to talk, go, talk, talk about going to heaven or whatever in that city upstairs. Okay. I've been there. That city has a name. It's called Zion. Okay. And the fictional name for that city upstairs is called Oz. That's the reason you have the Wizard of Oz. He's God. Okay. But that's the name of that city upstairs. Zion or Oz. And that yellow brick road is the way you get there. That's the reason that the Bible says the road to heaven is very narrow. you got to stay on the yellow brick road. You don't want to get off. Okay, but anyway, let's talk about in that city of Zion. In the middle of the city of Zion, which is a round city with a giant wall around it, in the center of Zion, there is a tower. This tower must be at least several hundred stories tall. Okay. Now, that's the city upstairs. There's also a city downstairs. Okay. What's the name of that city? It's called Shambhala. Okay. That city, I, I've seen it from a distance. I've never been there. 
But that city too has a tower in it too. A giant tower, black tower also. And that's the reason there's a book called The Two Towers, which you read about, because these two cities don't really like each other. The one upstairs and the one downstairs. And they both have these towers in them. Okay. And these towers are massive. Okay. I've been in that city upstairs. I've been in the tower. Okay. And that is one of the things that scared me the most. Because when I wanted to go into the tower, I wanted to talk to somebody in that tower. And I crossed into that building. And I thought it was a building because it looked like a building. But when I got inside of the building, the building was alive. It was a being. It was not a building. And I don't have words to explain, to tell you the things I saw in the building. I cannot tell you explain to you what I saw. I do not have words, but I saw some things. When I looked up, I could see the projections. And as science keeps saying, our world is just a projection. And I could see the projection of our world, but I could see the projection of other worlds. And the only analogy I can use it, say, is like one projection was Dallas, one projection was New York City. One projection was Houston. One projection was whatever. And it was these beings walking out of one projection and into another projection. And they were just going from one place to another. It's like they was walking out of New York City and walking into L.A. See, this is what they do. They do not go. They do not. See, it, the trouble with outer space. If we want to go to the nearest Star, like I would talk about Ultra Bear, and that's what the Germans were dealing with. 57 light years away. At the speed of light, it would take you 57 years to get there. At our speed, it would take you around 10,000 years to get there. By not going the spaces in between, they're able to jump from here to there. That's what they're showing you in all these movies that they're jumping. They're not telling you how they do it. But this is what Yagosloth is. That being, that, that tower is one of his tentacles. And those projections are different places. And they just jump from one place to another. They can jump forward and back in time. They can jump wherever they want to go. They don't have to travel in the spaces in between. They just jump. How do they do that? I don't have the slightest idea. And Melissa is asking, can't you only see that stuff if you've died? Well, I'm still here. Maybe I died and came back. But I I have been, see, I, I've been doing Gnostic research for 30 years. I have certain gifts which y'all do not know about, which I, maybe one day I will ex explain. I have certain abilities that y'all do not know about. Maybe one day I will explain. That's why I keep saying I'm getting information from sources, which I am not going to explain. There's a lot of things I'm not explaining as of yet. But I have seen things. Okay. And a lot of things I don't have words for. I don't have... Uh, you know, this is why most Gnostics, which I told you a long time ago, end up going insane. Okay, this is what happened to Aleister Crowley. He wanted to know all, and he ended up going insane. I just want to know almost all because I've been mentally scarred, but I don't want to go totally insane. 
Some people think I'm already halfway there. But these, I'm only explaining you how they are able to jump from this world to our world. And there's books that talk about this. Let's talk about another example. Enoch was taken into space. Because Enoch was, he wanted to meet, see God. So Enoch was taken into space. I guess it was space. But he was taken to this place where there was a house of fire. And inside the house of fire, there was living fires. And there was a throne. And on the throne was a great fire. Okay, see, he don't, you don't even have words to explain this stuff. Today, we would call those plasma beings. Okay. How can you explain this stuff? How can you make sense of this stuff? This is not of our world. They crossed him into their dimension because these are plasma beings. That's why he saw a house of fire and living fires. And, 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 and when you talk about the Quran, they talk about smokeless fire and, you know, and all this stuff. And, you know, and the angels and these spirit creatures are smokeless fire. They, we don't even have words to explain this stuff. There is so much we don't understand. And when you start dealing with these big creatures, you think... You're just a worm on the hook, okay? And you think you know everything that's going on there. And this is why you've got to be careful. And even people who have studied this all of their life, I've only been doing this for 30 years, there's, been, there's monks and, uh, and, uh, and, and Buddhist priests, and, and, uh, Buddhist monks, and all these people all over the world. Gnosticism is a worldwide thing trying to know and to comprehend, to understand. We know very little, but we, we, we only know the little bit we know. But through Yagosloth is the secret of how you can cross from one point to another, how you can do this jumping that they keep talking about, where you can be here and you can jump halfway around the world or to another planet or whatever. But it's not for free. If you want to jump, it's going to cost you. Okay. And what do you have to offer them? Your life, your soul, your wife, your kids. Oh my gosh, it gets very scary. This is why they only normally deal with very wealthy people, very powerful people because they can give them the things that they want. And when they want a little trinket, they say, I can do that in exchange. That's why maybe our, remember we talked about this last week about the U.S. government signing agreements with these beings in exchange for this, in exchange for this, because everything is going to cost you. There's nothing for free out there. And we want everything to be free. There's nothing free. So, if you want to go over there and play this little game and get your little crystal ball out and you want to do this and that and you want to take your Ouija board and try to, you know, Aleister Crawley, he was trying to open the gates of hell. Okay, he ended up going insane. Okay, you can join him. Okay, you need to be extremely careful. So, this is why it's good and bad that they're closing these places off. 
it's, it's good because people was going over there. And as I said, people was coming up missing. They was having all these strange encounters. There was all these cattle mutilations and all people were seeing all this fantastic stuff. Uh, they were shooting at these creatures and nothing was happening. Because how can you shoot at something that's made of subtle matter? The bullet just goes right through. It's just a shadow. Okay. You see the problem we're having? And we don't have ray guns. It's nice on men in black. They got those special guns to kill these creatures. But in reality, we don't have none of that stuff. We only have our little tiny BB guns. You get what I'm saying? Okay. We don't have nothing. So this is the problem we face. And if you want to play with these big boys, this is why I'm going into this thing. Because I have met people and done readings on people that have had missing time. There's one guy, several years ago, I did a, I was talking to. He was hijacking, he was hitchhiking across the desert. And he, one night in the middle of the night, he saw this light. The next thing he knew, he woke, he woke up on the side of the road with no clothes on. And it was several days later. He has no idea what happened, but he know one thing. He will never go into the desert or ever hitchhike ever again. That's the only two things he know. Okay. But what happened to him? They make books about this stuff. For the people who survive. If you don't survive, I guess there's no book. Any questions before we get to the end? We don't have any answers, but these portals are passageways. But eventually, we are slowly trying to learn this. But the two biggest ones that I know, there's one in Sedona, Arizona. There's one that's located in a lot of these Indian lands. And these American Indians know where a lot of these portals are. They will tell you, do not go to that mountain over there. That's a sacred mountain. Do not go over there. Do not go to that cave over there. Because They've been around a very long time. They respect these places and they leave them alone. And as soon as you tell us, really, that's a sacred place? I want to go there. Okay, you know what I'm saying, don't you? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so do you think people that have mental illnesses who talk about different things they see and talk about voices telling them different stuff to kill themselves... Are they experiencing people from different realms? Okay. A lot of these, a lot of people in insane asylum, to have ability, psychic ability, is a glass which is half full and half empty. Okay. If you can handle your psychic ability, the glass is half full. If you can't handle it, the glass is half empty. When I was a kid raised in a very religious household, my glass was definitely not half full. I was called every dirty name in the book and this and that and people was doing everything because I was I heard voices, I seen things and whatever and they wasn't going there. Okay. But I survived. I didn't kill myself. I didn't end up in an insane asylum. I was in special ed for several years over the strange thing that was going on. They thought I was kind of cuckoo and maluco. Okay. But I survived. And now I'm a researcher. But some people didn't survive that. And some of these voices, when you ask people, a lot of these crazy people, like where I live, a lady several years ago killed all of her kids and cut their heads off. And they asked her, why did you kill your kids? They told me I had to. Who? They never asked, who is they? Mm -hmm. Okay. Who is this they? Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of these people, and when you talk to these people that do serial killers, they always talk about they. The same thing the Aztecs said. Why are you sacrificing so many people? They told the God said we must. We have to. Okay. So, remember, these shadow creatures, some are good, some are bad. I guess they're like us. They have something called free will. So, we don't have a lot of answers in this topic the purpose of this topic was, yeah, I suggested it, I didn't, but to explain these portals. And when you hear about a portal, I closed one around a week or two ago. Uh, around, you know, there was some people that was complaining that they were seeing a lot of things in their house. And I went over there and it was not in their house. It was an abandoned barn that someone must have been doing something. And I closed it. Little ones, we can close. Big ones, we need help. And, and when you need help, you need to ask those people upstairs because normally they would open by the people downstairs, unfortunately. 